Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. But here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it watch out comes. And there's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? It is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning and welcome in everybody to The Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. This hour on The Score brought to you by DuckDuckGo. It's great to have you with. Here we are on The Scorecard, Barry and... It doesn't seem like we've had any time off, but apparently we've had an off season since we spoke last uh, here in the uh, in the golfing world, and uh, there they are again uh, in Napa Valley uh, for the the kickoff of the new season. They're back. Were, were you ready for it, uh, Mike? I, uh, I, yeah. I feel like I slept all winter. I, I don't know what what was going on there, but uh, yeah, they. Uh... I, I, I... <laughs> I remember a lot, a lot, I mean, a lot years ago before they started the FedEx Cup playoffs, um, uh, Tiger and Phil were lobbying the tour for a, uh, a, a a time certain when the when the tour season would be over and 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 then they could take some time off, and uh, so ergo the FedEx Cup players, uh, FedEx Cup uh, playoffs started, so there could be some finality to the season. And so there was finality a couple of weeks ago when uh, when Patrick Cantley won the FedEx Cup by finishing fourth at East Lake, which was sort of a strange deal. But uh, <laughs> anyway, he won 15 million after he won the the, the uh, BMW Championship in a, in that dramatic six-hole playoff that they had out at Caves Valley in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, so good for him. But uh, then they had 11 days off. They didn't have a tournament last weekend. You remember we uh, we celebrated the music of uh, of uh, Surrey, England. I think it was. Uh, we did uh, because that's that's what we were we were talking about. That was the big 
golf event last week. Um, yeah. And it was on the European tour. There was no golf event on the American tour, so on the PGA tour. So, uh, but we're back this week. The Fortinet tour, the Fortinet uh, championship in uh, in Napa Valley at uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Miller's course at Silverado Resort. So the boys are back in town, and uh, John Rahm missed the cut. But who didn't miss the cut was our, our man Nick Hardy uh, from Northbrook. Uh, he shot three under par. He made the cut on the number. His first um, PG, uh, event on the PGA Tour is a full-fledged yep. member of the PGA Tour. So that's a great accomplishment for Nick. Uh, congratulations to him and to everybody around him. Um, uh, just a great young man. We had his uh, his his lifelong instructor Brett Packey on a couple of weeks ago, talk about that. So congratulations to Nick. Um, we now have two uh, Chicago area uh, young guys on the PGA Tour, Nick and um, Doug Gim, who has been out there for a year or so, uh, who uh, went to, who's from uh, also from Arlington Heights, and um, just a good young guy. Uh, both guys are on the board. Uh, the uh, the youth the younger guys the younger people board on the uh, Illinois uh, Junior Golf Association they're all also involved with the first tee of Greater Chicago so congrats to them and uh, and we're really looking forward to seeing uh, Nick Hardy's uh, uh, career develop here so it's awesome yeah it is awesome and he made the cut uh, 69 72 yeah. his first two rounds he's so he's three under he made the cut right on the uh, the cut line. Uh, but uh-huh. as you said, I mean, it's not uh, it's not an automatic. Uh, your old buddy John Rahm didn't make the cut, so I mean, there's uh, <laughs> he's. I'm sure this yeah. is this is John Rahm. You know what? This Fortinet thing. I think I'm going to take a uh, quick exit and then get ready for the Ryder Cup next week. Uh, that's just my yeah. own suspicious mind well, uh, playing tricks well, there, right? Well, yeah, I I would say who knows, but uh, uh, it's uh, let's you know, yeah. I, I wonder why he even played, but you know, he, right. I'm sure he has a reason. He wanted to play in some competition um, before next week. Uh, clearly, that uh, Ryder Cup is much bigger event to John Rahm. He's the he's the lead dog on that European to, uh, team. So mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, who knows? Uh, Mickels. But the other thing was, here's the other thing, Mike, which is kind of ironic because I just told you how Phil and Tiger, you know, lobbied for something like the season, a season to end at, at, at time certain. Well, mm-hmm. Phil's in the field out in Napa Valley. Of course, yes, he lives he in is. San Diego. So, so yeah, anyway, he didn't have to him, change. Yeah. He he didn't have to change time zones. So he'll be changing time zones after he he made the cut too. So he'll be back. Uh, but he'll be at Whistling Straits uh, next week uh, to be a vice captain uh, for Steve Stricker. And by the way. Uh, Steve Stricker is playing this week at the uh, Champions Tour event, uh, the Sanford uh, tournament in uh, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. So uh, and he, he's doing okay. And uh, uh, his his agent and brother-in-law Mario Tiziani are is also are all he's also playing. And, really? Uh, he's yeah oh yeah Mario Tiziani he just won uh, he won an event. Uh, uh, in Wisconsin, one well, like a state event, like I can't remember what the, exactly what it was, but uh, I saw his name. Gary Damato had a piece on it last week at on Wisconsin Golf. Okay. And uh, I just happened to see his name because I had spoken to Mario about trying to get Steve Stricker to come on our show. That would be. But uh, I, 
Yeah, well, he was. I think he was a little busy the week before the Ryder Cup. And, but but the thing, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. and so Steve's wife Nikki is out caddying for him, which she always does now these days. And uh, but I thought I was sort of surprised to see him playing in the in South Dakota. But I guess, hey, it's an easy commute from Madison, Wisconsin, where he lives. And uh, yeah, and uh, and he'll be at Whistling Straight. Maybe it's a good way to take his mind off all the all the stuff going on at Whistling Straight. So. Good. Well, and I, Good and I guess if you think about it, and you know, we 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 make jokes about it, but you know, people pay big money for these great, wonderful golf trips that we talk about here on the show, and I know people are glad to do it. Uh, these guys are getting paid to do it, so like, hey, let's go play in Napa Valley this weekend. Okay, <laughs> sure, why not? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hard I, life, but I it is. Know. I'm sure. I'm sure Phil's private plane uh, had a few hour flight uh, to get to uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the tournament this weekend to, from, yeah, from San Diego, yeah. right? So right, right, yeah. But no, so and we do have uh, Maverick McNeely uh, with a two-shot lead in uh, in the Fortnite Championship uh, that's going on right now. And I I'm racking my brain, and I know I know the name. I'm like Maverick McNeely yeah, because he sure. was he was the College Golfer of the Year several years ago. I knew I knew that this. All right, I know this guy. From something other than seeing him on these on these leaderboards, but that's why I know him. He is he is formerly one of the better college golfers that we've seen. Right. He he went to Stanford and won a bunch yep. of tournaments. Um, yep. And there was a debate when he he had a debate in college. You know, he's the son of a man named um, Scott McNeely, who is the founder of Sun Microsystems. Um, oh. And he grew up grew up in um, you know really. Uh, Super wealthy parents. I mean, one of those high-tech gazillionaires, um, mm-hmm. which is Scott McNeely, who is a great guy if you ever see him interviewed. And uh, so uh, he had to determine: Am I going to go into business or am I going to go into golf? And he decided golf. So uh, he's done quite well. He he was on the, uh, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour, um, and then graduated to the uh, PGA Tour, and now he's doing well. I remember, uh, I remember seeing him interviewed i think it was at the rustoleum championship back in the day ding 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 ivanhoe mm-hmm. club yep. and um uh god i never i think i never some people that you interview really uh impress you and that guy is like super smart and you go wow you know and he was about 23 at the yeah. time uh but i remember uh jordan spieth and i first met him at the uh at North Shore Country Club when they had the Western Amateur there. And I think, you know, Spieth was 18 at the time. And I remember sitting down with him. He was being interviewed by somebody. And, oh, my God, I'm like, wow, this guy's got a different presence about him than anybody else I've seen. So McNeely's kind of like that. He doesn't have quite the game that uh, that Jordan has. But uh, but he's working his way up, and good for him. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. He is, he is at 12 under. He's got a two-shot lead in this one, some other – Notables, uh, as we see up here, Will Zalatoris is at nine under. Harold Varner, Matt Kuchar at eight under. Um, you, you mentioned Phil is actually playing in this. Phil is at five under. Uh, Max Homa at five under. And then there it is. And I, and I, you put it in our show notes from uh, this week. And I love to see it because I guess uh, outside of Stuart Sink now, he is technically the second. PGA Tour member we've had on the show. Can we do that backward, going backwards? Uh, Nick Hardy. Yeah. It's so it's nice to see. I know you know we we've talked to Nick uh, uh, each of the last two years, and a guy who worked hard, earned his way on, and 
And here he is, first tour event of the year, and there he is at three under, making a cut in his first tour event. Right, right. And, of course, uh, uh, Nick is going to play, I think Brett's, Brett Packey told me that he was going to play the next uh, several weeks in a row yep. uh, to just to kind of get up and going. All, a lot of the young guys, uh, the early, um, you know, the newer guys on the tour, which I think there are, I think there's 27 guys this year from the Corn Ferry Tour, and we're going to see a lot of those names in the early uh, events, you know, the the early events of, of the 2021-2022 wraparound season on the PGA Tour. We'll see a lot of them in um, September, October, leading up uh, to, to next calendar year because they can get in these events. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the big-name guys don't play, um, and, uh, and, and there's no... Uh, restricted field events like invitationals and some of the WGC events and the major championships. Uh, so these guys can actually get in the field, um, start playing well, and get some FedEx Cup points and, and, and some money and just get going on the tour and get a good feel for what's happening. So one thing I think, Mike, I wanted to point out about this Napa Valley event, which we're spending a lot of time on, our yep. buddy, uh, our other uh, PGA Tour a member slash guest on this show, uh, Stuart Sink. Yes. Who I'm not sure is qualifying as a buddy yet till he gets back on the second time. But we'll see. <laughs> That's right. He may not have achieved buddy status this year, but he was is defending champion at this event. Yeah. And but did not come back this year to defend his title because his son is getting married this weekend and. Uh, and good for him. Congratulations. And I know Stuart's a good dude, so he'll be back uh, uh, at the event next year. So, yeah, that's and, and, story. And, yep. And maybe so, like, uh, if Stricker wouldn't come on because of the Ryder Cup being next week, so Stuart Sink, you could say, well, hey, Stuart, you want to come on the show? But no, you know, my son's getting married this week. So, sure, a likely excuse for Stuart Sink to avoid coming back sure. on the show. Sure. But... Well, he probably, and, and, and Stuart has, <laughs> uh, must have like. Tw- uh, 28 sons because we've had 20 some shows so you know that's right but he uh, yeah. i bet you he didn't have kevin cronin from REO speedwagon at his wedding like you did my friend so no no problem but you never know those guys you know, <laughs> that's, who knows? True. that's true uh this segment yeah. is br- th- this segment is brought to you by illinois pga professionals experts in the business and game of golf uh and and we make jokes but obviously the the big uh event coming up uh in the golf world uh, this coming week, we've been talking about it on and off all summer, Barry, the Ryder Cup. Uh, here we are. It's uh, it's a few days away. Uh, I'm sure they're bustling up there at Whistling Straits, getting everything, uh, final preparations ready. For sure. And, uh, you know, this show, uh, the scorecard, will have boots on the ground up there next week. Uh, I love yours it. truly will be uh, boots on the ground and um, on behalf of Chicago District Golfer Magazine and, of course, by extension, the score. And, um, and yeah, that should be a lot of fun. As, of course, as you know, we were, I was up there a couple of times in the last month or so. Yeah. Um, and uh, all this, all the, uh, everything's built, all the grandstands and, and, and the corporate suites are all uh, massive really massive and massive in a way that we haven't really seen on the PGA tour since the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. the tour has kind of cut back a lot on the indoor, uh, entertainment, um, uh, operations and, and, uh, uh, have left a lot of open air, uh, tents and, um, 
uh, grandstands near the uh, various holes and behind tee boxes, etc. Uh, but but the Ryder Cup has got a lot of indoor stuff, and you know obviously because it's in late September in Wisconsin, it might be cool mm-hmm. and windy and things. And uh, uh, as you know, sometimes it rains in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, so yeah, so they do have a lot of indoor hospitality uh, venues there, and that that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, we'll be up there, uh, uh, tromping around on the uh, uneven uh, turf and grounds. Uh, <laughs> where uh, I know that when they had the PGA up there a few years ago, they were there was an over under by the uh, tournament staff on how many uh, ankles would be broken during the week uh, by the fans. So uh, <laughs> so we will uh, so we'll try to get we'll try to come back. And not be not you know tear an Achilles tendon at this point in life. We don't want to do that. No, so, uh, no. We will look for you on the TV. We'll see if we see any random uh, Barry Cronin shots uh, there in the background know, in, in the I'll gallery somewhere. I'll try. You'll somewhere. see me waving. Maybe I'll have a placard, a WSCR <laughs> placard in the background. That would I be like awesome. It. How about that? That would be but, something else. I, I, I think I, Mitch would like that. I think we well, would. Well, uh, we'll have we the marketing team that. there. Send me send there me a go. big one. We'll go to Fast Signs and get one. Uh, there yeah. you go. The, uh, the the show today and always brought to you uh, broadcasting from the Hyundai Studios, uh, live as always, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, I should let our listeners know, Barry, what we have coming up for them. Plenty of Ryder Cup talk, so stick around absolutely for that. Our Swing Thoughts segment uh, this week, Don Peeper, the head pro at Merit Club in Libertyville. Uh, it, Don will talk to us about warming up, which... Uh, a lot of us kind of race through. We'll see. We'll see what uh, he says about uh, how to get in a good warm-up. Uh, and uh, he also uh, has a little tie-in to our friend Nick Hardy, and uh, we will uh, talk to him about that as well. At seven, the CEO of Kemper Sports, Steve Skinner, will join us, and uh, look forward to talking uh, courses and course packages with him. Uh, Kemper Sports, if you're not familiar, a leading golf course and hospitality management company that is based right here in Northbrook. And then at 740, uh, a guy who will be joining you at Whistling Straits next week, Ron Green Jr., uh, senior writer at Global Golf Post. We will talk to Ron about all things Ryder Cup. That's Barry Cronin. I'm Mike Esposito. When we return right here on the scorecard, we will talk Ryder Cup. We will go over the teams. We will go over... Uh, our old buddy Brooks Kepka making news for the wrong reasons this week, uh, and we will, he, he, as he often does, <laughs> and I, I, I joke, but uh, we will talk about that when when we return. Uh, and as I mentioned, 640 Swing Thoughts with Don Peeper. You've got the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are back on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Nothing uh, bright and early in your morning to get you moving, Barry, and to also signify our Napa Valley tour this week. Then a little Metallica, and why not? Sure, a little why Northern not, California. I tell you. Just a no, little gentle wake-up music for you here on the uh, in the <laughs> early and the wake-up uh, early morning show here on Saturday uh, with uh, that's uh, right talking talking golf and talking Metallica. I mean, who could uh, who could have anything better? Northern California natives, the boys. Yes, no, and uh, and we we enjoy our Metallica, and you know what? We also enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here we sit on. You mentioned, uh, you know, possible, you know, what what the weather may give us next week up at the Ryder Cup at at Whistling Straits. It's been glorious here. It's been it's been actually warm, and it's like I, you know, more of this, please. Uh, especially, I know our golfers out there uh, certainly appreciate. Uh, Give me, give me sun and warmth before it starts getting cold and and everything else uh, shortly here. Yeah, yeah, really, it's been great weather and great weather to play golf and uh, uh, just fantastic. You can't complain. So got to get out there and and uh, and hack it around. You know, it's hard to find a play. Hard, it's still hard to find a tee time. Yeah. Um, it's getting a little bit easier. We'll talk to Steve Skinner about that a little later in the show. Um, but uh, and so there is some availability at different times of day but uh today is going to be uh going to be tough if you don't already have a, a time no doubt about it no doubt about it uh and we are excited all of us are excited uh about the upcoming Ryder cup and uh everything that comes along with it going on next week uh at whistling straits up there in wisconsin and uh, we talked about the U.S. team last week. Uh, the European team now finalized uh, the the final three captains picks made by uh, Patty Harrington, uh, Barry, uh, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, and Shane Lowry. Um, so that will be the uh, th- those were the those were the wild card picks that he made. Right, and um, it's interesting that. Um... Uh, Justin Rose, who was who was the number one player in the world in the, in 2019, and of course the Olympic gold medalist in 2016, which I think means nothing really in the great scheme of things, but uh, other than to him and to England and all that, but mm-hmm. 
that was a kind of a deal. That was kind of a, a thing. I mean, he's a Ryder Cup veteran. He'd been on five Ryder Cup teams um, and, and really has been a, a hero on the Ryder Cup for the Europeans. And Shane Lowry, uh, a, a fellow Irishman, uh, was chosen by Harrington. Uh, Lowry's a great player, um, 2019 a British Open champion, so certainly a terrific player. I would say that I think Lowry hits it farther off the tee, and Rose is more of a, uh, a positional-type player, uh, a little shorter off the tee. I mean, they all hit a 300. That's the, that's the way it is. But right. I think uh, I think that the, the anticipation by Harrington is that uh, Whistling Straits is going to be set up to be a bomber's course, because the Amer- and, and Stricker picked bombers uh, when, he, when, he, when he made his captain's picks. So uh, I think Lowry's more of a bomber than, uh, than, than Rose, and I think that's why he got the nod. And, of course, uh, Ian Poulter, um, he's, ranked, like, he's ranked 49th in the world, um, and yet he still made the Ryder Cup team, um, basically because we all know, anybody who watches the Ryder Cup knows what a hero he's been for the Europeans over the years. Right. Great leader, emotional leader, etc., uh, and, of course, Sergio Garcia, same way. Um, he's the kind of guy who really puts the team on his back. So you're going to have Rom, John Rom, number one in the world, Garcia, uh, Poulter, and uh, oh, you know, they're going to have a they're going to have a terrific team. On paper, the U.S. team is better. Um, we have more uh, guys who are ranked in the top 20 in the world. But the Europeans seem to have that emotional chemistry, uh, team chemistry, which... Of course, the t- statistical people tell you mean nothing, means mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, but of course, we all know that the statistical people, as Ozzy Guillen likes to say, oh, you know, take your computer and tap uh-huh. on it, and you know, I'll be, <laughs> I'll manage my team the way I want to, right? Uh-huh. So there is a little bit of emotion and uh, uh, the camaraderie that they have and the, the joy that they take in beating the U.S. Um, is real. And uh, the U.S. team, of course, as we know, has its internal divisions. Um, you have uh, Brooks Kepka and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. It's not, it's not really good between those two. No. Um, they they've said that hey, in a way, they're they're saying hey, you know, the oak. They don't say this because they weren't alive. But for people people like us who have been <laughs> around a little bit and who know a little bit of background of baseball, when the Oakland A's were winning. Uh, back in the day, uh, they all they all took uh, separate cabs to the ballpark. Well, that's when there were cabs instead of Uber. Oh my uh-huh. God, we're dating ourselves. Yes, we um, are. So uh, so uh, that that maybe maybe the interpersonal relationships between uh, team members do- doesn't really matter that much. Uh, that that we're all men, we all get on the same page, and we're going out to compete and to win. And I think I think. I think the expectation is that that's what they're going to do because neither one of them wants to get blamed for uh, uh, ruining the team atmosphere on the Ryder Cup. Neither one of them wants that to come out after. Uh, yeah. So, so I think there will be they will tamp that that little uh, thing down. Um, so. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I am not. Ex- I am not expecting uh, Brooks Bryson things this week. I, I don't know if if you do or not, but no, uh, I don't. We, we, yeah, I, I think they're going to be good and uh, play nice together or, you know, whatever, minimize their interactions. But Kepka in an interview with Golf Digest this week, and we, we alluded to this in our last segment, talking about the uh, adjustment from playing, you know, individually, as, as all golfers do each and every week when they're out there on tour, 
to playing in a team event and just some of the difficulties as, as he was thinking about it. And, uh, you know, he is a part of this team. Uh, that did not go over well with a lot of people, including uh, Paul Azinger, uh, a former captain for Team USA. Right, and, and Paul Azinger is the lead commentator on NBC Sports, which is going to be broadcasting this. Yeah. So uh, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. A lot of times these announcers can be pretty much uh, pretty saccharine, and uh, Johnny Miller was different, and I think uh, 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 Azinger, is, uh, he hasn't quite Johnny Miller yet, but... He's very emotional about this. He was a team captain of the Ryder Cup when they won in 2008 at Valhalla. He did a fantastic job. And he came out and really, really had some words for um, for Brooks Kepka. He's saying, he says, I'm not sure he loves the Ryder Cup that much. Um, if he doesn't love it, he should relinquish his spot and get people there who do love the Ryder Cup. Not everybody embraces it. If you don't love it and you're not sold, then I think Brooks should, you know, especially being hurt, consider whether or not he really wants to be there. Uh, and then if you add the Bryson dynamic to that, that might be e- an easier decision for him. So pretty interesting that Azinger came out and just punched him right in the nose. Uh, and then, of course, he went yeah. on to say how much he loves Brooks. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and one of the most candid Never mind, guys yeah. out there. Right. You know, and, and, and to Kepka's credit, he is one of the more transparent guys out there. Um, uh, he does tell you what he thinks. He and McElroy are the two guys that really kind of uh, let you in a little bit as a media guy. So um, it's uh, it, pretty interesting what Azinger said. Yeah, no, and, and Brooks's comments, at least as quoted in the uh, in the Golf Digest piece, it's different, it's hectic, it's a bit odd, if I'm honest. I don't want to say it's a bad week. We're just so individualized and everybody has the routine and a different way of doing things. And now it's like, okay, we have to have a meeting at this time or go and do this and that. It's the opposite of what happens during a major week. It's tough, he added. There are times that I'm like, I won my match. I did my job. What do you want from me? I know how to take responsibility for the shots I hit every week. Now somebody else hit a bad shot and left me in a bad spot. And I know this hole is a loss. That's new. And you have to change the way you think about things. You go from an individual sport all the time to a team sport one week a year. It's so far from my normal routine, end quote. Well, and so, there's, so you can see, you know, Mike, yeah. based on those comments, you can see where, and Azinger's passionate about the Ryder Cup. Sure. I mean, you can see where he would just be enraged by that as a, as a former captain and as a winning captain uh-huh. uh, who, who hasn't invited been invited back to be a captain again. Um and uh, we could talk about that someday. Um, but yeah. it's, it's really, uh, it, 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 it's, you, know, you can see Azinger's point. It's like, dude, uh, you're, you have a wrist injury. Um, I believe that, you know, remember last week, uh, the Ryder Cup team, at the request of Steve Stricker, mm-hmm. uh, met up at Whistling Straits and played, they a, did. Play, played a few rounds together and there was to try to build camaraderie in that team. And and I don't believe Kepka was there, so he it might was have not. been be, yeah because he he had an injured wrist and everything, mm-hmm. and now now it's Ryder Cup week, and what's going to happen? I mean, this is not reflecting well on him at all. And I think later he came out and said, "Oh, I love the Ryder Cup," you know, whatever. So he basically right. walked back. He walked back his remarks, as we know always happens. Anybody who watches has been watching White House press conferences for the last 30 years, understands they walk 
stuff back all the time. So sure, but still. No, and <laughs> and 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 I almost think as as I'm reading that, uh, a part of me thinks, okay, this is young guy, old guy. You know, young guy is basically just mm. saying what's on his mind instead of correctly uh, shielding his innermost thoughts even if he thinks that it's the Ryder Cup you don't say that out loud to golf digest right I mean it's it's well, it's probably it's I it's think probably it's pretty cool a, that he yeah but I think it's good that he did say it Mike I mean I don't mind I don't th- I think we like the honesty of it um, but but so if you're gonna just say pablum like Tiger says done for the last 25 years or more yeah, uh, if right. you're just gonna say pablum, um, you know, that's fine, but then we don't know what you think. So if, but if you don't like the Ryder cup, just don't play when the, when, when Azinger's team won in 2008, guess who wasn't on the team? Cause he was hurt tiger. Right. Mm-hmm. And those guys had a great chemistry together. Um, tiger was, I think <laughs> to me was an intimidating kind of a figure at that point in his career. He didn't mm-hmm. talk to anybody. He just went about his business and kicked everybody's arse, right? Mm-hmm. Arses, uh, plural. So um, I, I don't. I, I think those guys just felt better about what was going on uh, on their team and had good chemistry. So and they won. Um, so you know what? I agree with Azinger. If you don't want to do it, then you know just don't do it, and that's cool. You're hurt. Just say, hey, I have a bad wrist, and that I'd like the easy, next yeah. guy to step up, and then they could either bring in, uh, they could bring in Billy Horschel. Or uh, perish the thought, Patrick Reed, who would not exactly be the team unifier that we're all no. looking for. You know, you think to yourself, okay, Kepka's a little bit uh, uh, uncertain about the Ryder Cup, and then we're going to bring in a Captain America who loves the Ryder Cup, but, you know, not exactly uh, uh, the most popular guy in the team. So, anyway, no. whatever. <laughs> well, more, more Ryder Cup talk to come here on the show. This is the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We also like to give you things on this show because we are givers. Log on to cdga.org slash contest. You can win the CDGA starter pack. In the pack, you'll get an Imperial hat, towel, and zero friction super tube with Spectrum Matte balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season, that's cdga.org slash contest. When we return here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, our Swing Thoughts segment, uh, the head pro at Merritt Club in Libertyville, Don Peeper, will join us when we return here on the score and 670thescore.com. And we are back here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, with you each and every Saturday morning from 6 until 8 a.m. And, Barry, I suppose we should give our audience our programming announcement for next week's Ryder Cup. You mentioned already next week that you will be uh, boots on the ground up there at Whistling Straits. So we will be on the air uh, next week from 6 to 7 a.m. only uh, because there is a Chicago Marathon broadcast coming on uh, at 7. But we will be on. It is Ryder Cup week, and you will be there live and in person. Yes, I'll be tromping around, and if I haven't uh, torn my Achilles, I'll, I'll still be tromping around out there and uh, uh, trying to figure out what's happening uh, at the Ryder Cup. Uh, and, and the big picture, Mike, because uh, we'll know of the course. leaderboards. But uh, I'll be more of a big picture guy, uh, a big foot, as they say in the biz. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to do that. And um, we're going to have a good show next week. Uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, 
the Chicago res, uh, area has one of the great Ryder Cup heroes of all time uh, who lives in the area, uh, Chip Beck. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chip is uh, is a great dude, and um, uh, you know he will uh, be on our show, and that'll be uh, that'll be cool. So uh, yeah, we and look then we're also to gonna have and we're also gonna have the great uh, Illinois Hall of Fame golf writer who we have not had on the show this year, which is pretty amazing. Uh, the great Len Zeme, veteran mm-hmm. of many Ryder Cups and veteran of many everythings. Uh, <laughs> Lenny is uh, Lenny's Lenny is the dean of uh, Chicago golf writers. Uh, he's based in Florida now, but he's up here all the time uh, in the Chicago area in the Midwest during the summer. Uh, covering, he came out and covered the John Deere Classic for three days, and he does it on his own dime. He's a really an awesome wow. dude, and and then he travels around to various um, uh, 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 resorts, etc., and uh, and does some uh, does some work uh, travel writing for them, and also he has a uh, a weekly column in the Daily Herald. So we'll really be able to tap into the uh, the veteran knowledge of uh, of a Lenzim next week. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, and I'm sure he doesn't want to hear this, Lenzim, that I grew up reading him in the newspaper because that would make him probably feel old because I am old. So, uh, But it is yeah. good to have. He is, as you said, he is the dean of, of golf writers. So there he is yeah, you know, uh, right and there I was, for us. I did a little bit of the arithmetic uh, yesterday with uh, Lenny, and uh, it turns out 50 years he's been doing this. He's been writing That's about something. golf. Uh, yeah, uh, the great uh, University of Missouri uh, graduate, uh, Len Zeme. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, and uh, he's uh, as as we like to say in the biz when you when you're you're enjoying your job as much as I'm sure Lenny enjoys writing about golf. You've you haven't worked a day in your life, right? So there you go. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's uh, yeah he's out and about, and uh, I know he he loves doing it, and uh, so good for him. We'll really look forward to having him on the show next week. Yep, and we are efforting uh, Don Peeper uh, for our Swing Thoughts segment, uh, Barry. So uh, while we do that, I mean, you and I can talk more about uh, the Ryder Cup, and we could also talk about uh, some of the other things going on. We mentioned the Fortinet Championship out there in Napa. It's definitely cool to see uh, local guy Nick Hardy in his first PGA Tour event, and and he's out there playing. The other thing that you know we had talked about a little bit in our pre-show, and you know, you hit on it, I think, a little with the FedEx Cup, and you talked about uh, Patrick Cantlay and, you know, $15 million for winning the uh, the FedEx Cup. It is really the money in the game and how much that has changed from, I mean, even within, you know, the last 20, 25 years, I guess Tiger is the dividing line on that and really one of the main reasons why the money has kind of made a leap. But I was shocked to learn, I mean, that the average – PGA Tour player, what what their kind of I guess median income is if you do the math, and and you pointed this out, so I'll let you make the point. But I was surprised that it was that high. I mean, you knew it would be a, a nice income, but I mean, even the guys who kind of muddle through and and don't necessarily win anything, maybe have a few top ten finishes, whatever. I mean, you're making a darn good living on the PGA Tour. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a million a million five is the average. Uh, of this past season for guys on the PGA Tour, hmm. um, and um, John Rahm was was number one at 7.7 million in 22 events. He also plays uh, on the uh, on the uh, P- on the um, European Tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, uh, yeah, there's no tag days for John. He won a lot of money at the uh, U.S. Open when he won at Torrey Pines, and um, 
So yeah, they're doing pretty well. And really, uh, the guy who really moved the needle uh, was Tiger. Uh, Tiger was the reason. Um, uh, back in the day, I believe the uh, the median was about uh, 200 and some thousand, um, uh, 223,000 in 1997, which was Tiger's first year on the tour. By the way, Tiger made 10 million that year, so he was pretty good. Of course um, he did. I mean, he was so much better than everybody else. But when he came, uh, golf got really popular and purses began to increase significantly. Um, uh, I would say when Tiger got won the Western Open back in the, the Motorola Western Open back in 97, the purse was, I think, $2 million, And we had just raised it. Uh, from about 1.2, we raised it 800,000 bucks in one in one year, um, and uh, and uh, you know that was that was a big deal. But so two million, only two million. Right now, the Champions Tour events are getting 1.8 to two million for right. guys, and they have no fan. They have no fans, and um, and I don't know that anybody watches much of it on TV. But there's a lot of big name guys playing, and uh, and a lot of non big name guys. But but right. it is but but so you, the purses have increased under Tiger, and that's why the the median income on the PGA Tour has has increased. But you know you look at it, 1.5 million. I mean, gee whiz, the average. You know, if you get in the major leagues for a couple of years, you're making that yeah. easy. You know. Yep, I'll take it. Uh, anyway, Barry, we have good news. We we have located Don, so we uh, head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, there we find Don Peeper, the head pro at Merritt Club in Libertyville. Morning, Don. Hey. Morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good, Don. How are you doing? Thanks so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, Don, I just want to, you know, Nick Hardy, as you know, is uh, playing his first tournament as a full member of the PGA Tour. He's got his card. He's in the union. So, uh, so, but he was helped by uh, the members at the Merit Club uh, who have a really cool program about trying to help uh, young uh, elite young players um, with their maybe fulfill their dreams of getting onto the PGA Tour. Could you explain a little bit to uh, our listeners about what 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 the Merit Club has done? Uh, sure, Barry, I can do that. It's um, we developed oh, probably eight nine years ago a youth membership program uh, geared toward the 16 to 22 year old young person who was looking for a place to hone their game and, um, you know, get a chance to practice at a world-class facility. Um, it is something that the, the members here at the Merit Club have really bought into. They really feel like it's giving so many young people a chance by, you know, paying it forward a little bit. Um, but it's more than just, oh, guys, that, oh, hey, you got a chance playing the PGA Tour. It's just about, you know, getting people a young, you know, getting people a chance to, uh, to understand, you know, you know what golf can be, what it can be, and then hopefully at some point, hey, if they're great, they're on the tour. If not, they become a member at a private, you know, fantastic golf club, and golf becomes part of their future as a PGA professional, all part of growing the game. Um, you know, so so there's more to it than just hey, we'll just get the, the best guys we can find to have them play golf. Even though we do tend to do tend to attract those uh, type of uh, fine young folks. And um, Don, uh, who are some of the other uh, players that you've uh, that have been part of this program that, that people names people might know? Well, 
um, you know, early on, Vince India was part of the program for a year or two. We have uh, Patrick Flavin, who ended up finishing in the 140th on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. A young man named Brian Orr won the state title, and now is trying to seek his PGA Tour card as well uh, through qualifying. We got younger people like a Charlie Nikitas and a uh, Connor Pounder, who qualified for the U.S. Amateur this year. Um, Kevin O'Regan won the Illinois State Junior, um, and a bunch of other young people that uh, are playing, you know, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three golf. Um, got a couple young ladies in the Big Ten, or one in the Big Ten, Hannah Tanaka and Caroline Smith. Um, has had some wonderful success on the uh, Illinois Junior side, and now now uh, playing collegiately at Wake Forest. So uh, it's uh, it's it's really a pretty unique program. Yeah, uh, and it sounds great, Don, and it's. It, I think it's great that, and you mentioned that the the members kind of think of this as a a paying it forward type thing. How did this? Uh, I guess how did this momentum build for this? Because it sounds like a, a wonderful program that you guys have going. You know, just a number of years ago, we were like, you know, we do have the capacity up here, and I was seeing a number of young people that have. Um, you know, we're paying, you know, X amount of money to play, it's, you know, get a daily ticket at some of the, uh, you know, local public facilities. And I just went to the board and, and they really bought in. So this is fantastic. Um, you know, I went to some college coaches um, and they said, well, you might want to start earlier than 18 to get them involved. And it's worked out great starting at about 16, 17 or so, get these kids involved. And, you know, like I said, we've had, you know, guys have turned out to be professional golfers, doctors, lawyers, businessmen. It, it, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's really great. And and I think um, uh, one of the things that you have going for you, of course, at the Merit Club, which is up in Libertyville, um, host of the 2000 U.S. Women's Open, uh, by the way, I might say, um, uh, they, you've, you've really developed that tremendous practice facilities up there, uh, huge putting greens, um, a sand bunker practice, um, fairway bunkers, um, and of course, uh, just regular, uh, you know, stand on, be on the driving range. And of course they can also get on the golf course. So, uh, really very cool. And it's the kind of thing where you wonder, uh, Don, might that be replicated in other, at other clubs? Is it something that can be that other clubs might consider because i you know having had a somebody who played a, a public golf it can be super expensive for for people to play like you say you go out and get a a bucket of balls somewhere and you know that can be t- 10 12 bucks and the kids you know rip through those in a 20 minutes <laughs> and then you know then it's 50 bucks to go play golf and by the time the day's over you spend 100 bucks that's uh, 700 a week that's a lot of money uh, it can be. Um, there's no question. I mean, as we know, go- golf is, uh, well, like a lot of youth sports, there's probably some uh, monetary investment that has to be made. But the important thing is, and I think other clubs, to give the young person or, you know, a chance to to understand about all the, the you know, the traditions that are involved with golf. You know, whether it be the dress code, whether it be the hat on forward, the shirt tucked in, cell phones uh, not seen nor not heard. Um, you know, just stuff like that that I think is important, um, you know, to keep and to pass on to the to the next generation. Great. Hey, Don, we got to run, but thank you so much for being on. Next time, we're going to get a golf tip from you that's going to change that's going to change lives. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll change the world, Barry. No question. <laughs> but I really appreciate you having me on. 
so great talking to you again, and uh, best of luck to you. I know we'll Thank cross you. our paths soon. Take care now. Thanks so much, Don. That's uh, Don Peeper, the uh, head pro at the Merritt Club in Libertyville. Uh, he knows his life changing advice is, is just to come here on hey, the scorecard. Yeah, what a, what a, one of the, one of the most wonderful, there's a lot of wonderful people in the Illinois PGA and around the, in the golf industry in the Chicago area. And Don is one of the best. I met him a long time ago, uh, and, uh, just a terrific, terrific guy. He's, he's been in that job for more than 20 years and, uh, uh, he's grown with it and, uh, it's just grown with that club. It's a tremendous place. Absolutely. So we will uh, we will have more for you in hour two. Lots more Ryder Cup discussion for you coming up in our second hour uh, with Ron Green Jr. from Global Golf Post. Coming up next, though, we will talk to Steve Skinner from Kemper Sports, talking uh, high-end resorts and also modestly priced uh, municipal courses that serve, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Everyday Golfer. We will have plenty of that, plenty of Ryder Cup talk. When we return here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.